Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to listen to the full Burt Show every day, uninterrupted, with no ads? Become a bonus Burt Show subscriber. Find out more at theburtshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. I'm no mathematician, and I am confused, and I am confounded by all the miles that Mo seemed to cover <laughs> on our vacation. This is our first day back. And the continents. And, and the, the continents. And the countries. <laughs> okay, so Mo has a thing with us where he likes to keep secret where he's going when we have downtime. I don't think he knows where he's going. A lot of the time that is the case. Yeah. It really is. So in this case, right before we left the studio, before we took off for vacation, I think we had the door open and I'm like, so Mo, what are you doing again? And he's like, going to Dubai. And we're all like, what? <laughs> but then if you check his Instagram story, he was all over the place. It was East Coast United States. It was West Coast United States. It was Dubai. It was another city in Europe. Well, I, I knew I was going to Dubai, and I knew I was going to Colorado to see my family, and I knew I was going to New York. Now, I have a, a thing where I'd rather not know how I'm getting to places that are far. Because if I know that I have a 10-hour flight to go here... And then a seven-hour flight to go here, it'll it'll like it'll make me not want to go. Right. I don't like that part. So when my when I'm setting my trips up, people help me, and I don't know. I genuinely have no idea where I'm going beforehand. I'm like, <laughs> just get me to Dubai. I know the days I'll be in Dubai. I don't know how I'm getting there or getting back. So I found out literally the day before the trip that we were going to stop in Amsterdam on the way there, but it's for a few hours, and then you go from Amsterdam to Dubai. Right. And then coming back, we went from we actually had to leave from Abu Dhabi. And then we went to Rome. And then so that was like a six and a half hour flight from Abu Dhabi to Rome and then a nine and a half hour flight from Rome to JFK. So how long was your layover in Rome? Like almost 24 hours. OK, so you're like, oh, yeah, we're not staying at this airport. We're going out. And we're seeing what we can in 24. Exactly. Okay. So right. Amsterdam, I was only there maybe six hours or so. But when we were going to Rome, I was like, all right, well, let me at least be there for a day. So I don't see those as trips. So I guess when they pop up on Instagram, a lot of people hit me like, <laughs> It's bananas okay, because when you're watching your Insta story, it looked like you were in Rome for three days. I know, right? <laughs> you're at the Coliseum. Yes, yes. You're at the Trevi Fountain. Like you, like you crammed in enough for like the entire trip. 
that. This was like the Instagram tour right here. Like, take as many pictures as we can and yep. make it look like a week. You go from place to place. We knew all of the places we wanted to hit, and we just we hit them all. I mean, we were eating pizza and pasta yeah. at eight in the morning. Yeah. None of it made sense, but we eat from the Coliseum to the Fountain to the, to the Vatican, wherever we could go. We just tried to hit them, no sleep kind of thing, and then I was out of there. Did you have enough time in every place to actually enjoy them, or was it stick and move, stick and move? Uh, more stick and move. Yeah. I probably was at every place for 30 minutes or so. That's about it. Just <laughs> okay. yeah, really in and out. But which is better for me. There's a lot of people trying to take pictures. It's, it's, it's a lot going on. So yeah. for me, I enjoy that. Yeah, you're just like Big Ben Parliament. Boom, gone. <laughs> right. And I'm not. Dude, how was Dubai? Oh, Dubai is amazing. Yeah. Uh, to me, it looks like uh, Sandy Vegas. That's a great way to describe it. <laughs> okay. That's actually a really good way to you describe it. You realize Vegas is in a desert as well. Yeah, but it's a different it's a okay. different sand. It's, it's, it's a much different sand. Because you're on water. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean I, you get once you get there, I didn't know much about Dubai at all. It wasn't like on my bucket list, but my group, they, they wanted to go. So I was like, I'll just go. I honestly didn't think I was going to have that great of a time. I thought it was just desert. I really thought that that's what the most of the trip was going to be. Like, we were just going to be in the deserts riding camels. I had no idea how much of a Vegas-like atmosphere it is. And it's brand new. Like, every single thing is brand new. They, the, 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 the first, like, the, uh, what do you call it? The basic Uber that they pick you up in is like a brand new Lexus. Mm. If you get a, an advanced Uber, it's a Ferrari. Like, this place is amazing. Yeah, and the city is... Um so nice. Don't they have like the tallest building in the world? The uh, the Burj Khalifa, yeah. which is like the most beautiful building I've ever seen in perfect. It, it lights up. They they have pictures of people that float around on it. It shoots fireworks <laughs> from out the top of the building. It, it's yeah. incredible. It has like its own light show. It's a fountain in front of it. it it's amazing. You know, they also do that at Disney. So really, they're they comparable. Do. They do. <laughs> you could have saved yourself a couple thousand dollars just by going to Disney. <laughs> so I was always, and I'm going to ask a real naive question. It's a predominantly um, Muslim country right? But there's partying and drinking going on all over the place. Just bathing. It looked like Vegas. So, I, I, a lot of people believe that in Dubai, it's going to be very conservative, obviously. But that part, like just Dubai, I guess everywhere else, it's more like that. Okay. Dubai is not like that at all. Okay. I was very shocked. Like, I, I mean, I thought you weren't going to see bathing suits. I thought you weren't going to see any kind of like, but no, it's, it, it's like Vegas. It really is. It's not as much drinking everywhere. Like, you pretty much do the most of your drinking wherever you're staying. Mm -hmm. If you go and you go out to the malls and things of that nature, you'll find that a lot of the restaurants don't serve alcohol. That really was the only difference. But the people are very kind, like very welcoming. Um, it wasn't as conservative as I thought it was going to be. It was a great time. Dubai is fun. What a trip, man. Well, I'm not going after that. Abby. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I had the complete opposite trip. Like, while you were traveling miles and miles and seeing some of the most beautiful things in the world, um, I did not leave my bed for, like, 15 days. Wow. I just rotted in bed. <laughs> Name a movie, I've seen it. All I did was watch TV and movies and bake cookies. I had the most grandma vacation, but it was exactly what I needed. Did was you end up getting your wisdom yeah. teeth pulled? I, yeah, well, yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a story for another day, but, yeah, all I, I, was, I spent most of my... Um, break in recovery, basically just looking like a chipmunk and um, <laughs> hiding under the covers and watching the Ballad of Songbirds and Stakes for like the seventh time. All right, so the polar opposite of most trips. Literally. Uh, yours, Kristen. I went to Kentucky. 
And where else? Uh, I did Kentucky. And where else? In Kentucky. Yeah, Colorado? Yeah, no, Kentucky. New York? No, Kentucky. Rome? Yeah, Kentucky. Over somewhere? <laughs> no. no. Well, yes, um, we had a pit stop in somewhere in Tennessee. Oh, there you go. No, we went, we went home for, for Christmas, saw my family, saw Bart's family. Jimmy, who is almost three now, had like the best Christmas. He's so cute. Like he's understanding like the concept. Um, much better and Santa treated him really well. However, as soon as I got to Kentucky the very first day, I came down with a horrendous stomach bug. And when I say I was vomiting, it was coming out both ends. I know 90% solid 24 hours. 90% of the people I know have been sick in some way over the last two weeks. I mean, I I, I have never in my lifetime puked as much as I did that, <sighs> that Monday night. Um, so got got through that and then um I mean and you're at home and my mom is such a good cook and her mm. home cooking is oh, so no. amazing. So I'm sitting there watching everybody <laughs> eat her chicken and dumplings and I'm like, Can I have some more broth, please? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, then we came back and we just chilled as okay. a family at home and yeah, had a great New Year's Eve with you. And uh-huh. that was about the sum of it. We did we had a really, really fun we time. Did. It was perfect. Uh, I will tell you guys more about South Africa later on and Safari and stuff because I got so many stories just running out of time now. But it was the trip of a lifetime. It was more than I thought it was going to be. There was one part of it that I was anticipating it being like this real adrenaline thrill that ended up sucking. It was the worst. It was the shark thing. The shark cage thing. I'll tell you about it. All right. The Burt Show. All right. Let's check in with Jackson here. Jackson came on our phone screener because there is a lot on the line right now. Let's reset this. It's been a couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, today's Judgment Day. Um, So I came in studio a couple months ago asking for some motivation to help me lose some weight. Um, I chose the absolute worst time of year to do this. And of course, everyone here happily obliged to thinking of punishments if I didn't lose 15 pounds by today. And again, as we said before we left for break, there are some people that think this is the perfect time that mentally... If you start your stuff before January 1st, the toughest time of the year, especially when it comes to diet, that if you can do that for two weeks before January 1st, you've already trained yourself. Like, I could do it during the roughest time. Now it's easy. Exactly. Do you um, remember when we started this? Because we, we did the math and you were able to do it healthfully. It was right at the edge of being able to do it, like, healthily and, you know, like, it was possible for sure. Yeah. Um, I think it was November 2nd that we started, and today's January 3rd, so it was, like, roughly two-ish pounds a week, a little under that. And so... Um, I, you know, made a lot of lifestyle changes. I was in the gym a lot more. I had switched over to a meal plan. Obviously, that's not something that you can keep consistently doing over a break like the one that we had, especially with Christmas and Thanksgiving that passed by. And you're but, traveling a lot, too. So exactly. you don't have as much control of your food, right? A hundred percent. So it was definitely super hard. And so... Um, do we want to hear the results? Well, first, the punishment again. Ah, yeah. of course. Let's, How let's could I forget? That up, right? <laughs> <laughs> What's on the line? Yeah, let's build the tension first. What is on the line? Uh, so Cassie uh, lovely volunteered this idea of me taking a picture in my underwear with Cheeto fingers and chocolate smeared on my face, <laughs> and we're going to use it as a bird show advertisement at some sporting event something. <laughs> on the big screen. Yes. Oh, boy. Okay. All right, and you had how much to lose in how many weeks? I had 15 pounds to lose in about eight weeks. Okay. Drum roll, please. I have lost nine and a half pounds. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yay. Hey, why'd you bring balloons in here? So the balloons were, so the, okay, two things. <laughs> <laughs> he thought when he got on the scale, he'd lift exactly them up a little bit. brought him over. <laughs> <laughs> I just <laughs> said to take a couple more off of me. <laughs> 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 a few more balloons, my guy. Yeah. So I yeah. actually hadn't weighed myself in like a week, and I was like, I'm just going to see what happens and like uh-huh. go for this because the big part of me was like, all right, I think I should just like cut out eating for the you know three days going into this. But I knew that that's not super honest with like your actual weight and like I don't know, it, it just didn't make a lot of sense. And so, um, Christian, I could have used the stomach bug that you had. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I lost six pounds. Is that right? Yes, it was so bad. You should have oh. called her and just said, "Come over and cough in my face." It's all I need Let is you me to cough. Lick your face. <laughs> Between the two of them, he hit the fifteen mark. <laughs> And that's uh, why the scales suck so much because you yeah. told us you've been doing two a days, right? Yeah. yeah. In the gym, running, you've changed your eating habits. Like Bert even commented he could see the weight loss in your face. Yeah, I can't but, see that anymore. But because you didn't hit this arbitrary number on the scale scale, it's a failure when you've literally overhauled your entire life for two months. Yeah, well, you were doing two a day workouts, but you were eating ten times a day, and that math on that is not good. I know, and the drinking, <laughs> you know, consistently doesn't help at all either. Uh, yeah, that'll do it. A hundred percent. But the thing is, like, I'm still proud of myself for even, you know, taking this on in the first place. I'm obviously a man of my word, and I will continue in, you know, going through with the punishment that's at hand. Um, That is totally okay. But, you know, at the end of the day, I was able to accomplish at least a a little bit something towards this goal. And uh, now we can start off the new year, you know, on the right track. Yeah, I don't want you to be proud of yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Only disappointment. You missed your goal. Yeah, yeah, you failed. (laughs) (laughs) It's either winning or losing. I'm done now. <laughs> All right, so we've got some work to do now. Where, when, how, uh, what events, what organization do we approach for this? Is it a full-on Burke Show commercial with him just sliced in it, or is it just him? we got work to do. We do, and I think finding the, t- the organization is going to be the hardest part. <laughs> Probably. I mean, is, is, is the professional soccer team going to let us do yeah. it? Is the professional football team going to let us do it? Well, I think what we'll end up trying will be ambitious at first and yeah. go like Falcons. Yes. And then what we'll end up with is the Fort Wayne Tin Caps, which is a minor league baseball team. Maybe the Savannah Bananas will let you be on their screen. That would actually be awesome. I know, right? And that's the kind of organization that would go, oh, really? They would embrace it. Definitely. If you guys don't know who they are, they just are very unique in the way they play baseball. The dudes wear kilts. They sing during the... It's a legitimate baseball team, minor league baseball team. It's like a TikTok baseball team, But they win. But they've been doing it before TikTok and yeah. they win. Yeah. Those guys, that's a great idea. Thanks. Now, dude, uh, in all sincerity, congrats on the weight you did take off. Yep. Thank you. I appreciate right. it. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Pierce Brosnan is coming face to face with a different kind of bond this year. But um, no one got that joke? Thank you. Because he's, oh. he's James Bond. Bond. And now he has criminal charges against him. <laughs> That's how it all starts, huh? <laughs> Welcome, Welcome back. to 2024, baby. Yeah, okay. Jokes aren't hidden even in, in this year. Uh, he has criminal charges against him after trespassing at Yellowstone National Park. This is the lamest crime. So according to court documents, he's being accused of foot travel in all thermal areas and within Yellowstone Canyon confined trails and violating closures and use limits. So both of these are federal offenses, which sounds
found it really scary to me. I'm like, oh my God, how long could he go to jail for? Yeah, when I hear people do that, have you guys been to Yellowstone? Yes. Um, so it's beautiful. It's beautiful, and the animals are running wild, but it's nature, man. So when I hear that people go off the trails and go on their own, even though there are signs all over the place, yeah. and they end up getting eaten by a bear, I'm like, oh, that's too bad. Well, he's a former, he's a former Bond guy. Like, you know, he's, yeah. he's just doing his Bond thing. <laughs> but the last time something similar happened in terms of charges, two men ended up pleading guilty to it. And they, apparently they were trespassing on Old Faithful and they were sentenced to 10 days in jail and have been banned from the park yeah. for five years, which is so funny because if you do anything like this at like Disney, you're just banned for life. Yeah. Yellow sounds like whatever, you can come back. Just give it five years. <laughs> <laughs> this is a sidebar and maybe Cassie, you'll remember this, but there is a part of Yellowstone or Montana or Wyoming where you could pretty much do whatever you want and you cannot get busted for it. You cannot go to jail. You cannot be convicted. Yeah, I forget what it is. It's something with the word knife in it, yellow knife or something like that. But it's it's either that there there's no clear jurisdictions. Right. I think that's what it is. And I also think it's like heavy wilderness as well. But it's if there is a crime cr- committed, there's so much like entanglement and there's no jurisdiction. So nobody knows who should follow up on it. So it's easier to get away with. I'm going to look it up because wow. you can literally go out there, shoot a man in the back of the head and they can't do anything about it. Well, so it's like the purge. <laughs> yes, exactly. What it sounds like. so and, why do you want to look it up? Why, why uh, would you go there? Just saying. <laughs> if you had the thought, it could be a woman also. Uh, either one. Uh, you want to take them out there? That's the place to go. Uh, well, okay. well, one things we're learning in okay, 2024. <laughs> and this year, my resolution is to not murder anyone. So <laughs> I've got to tap out. Mom, can you can get me my coworkers are talking about murdering? <laughs> okay, did y'all see Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen get hammered? I tell you, this is my favorite New Year's Eve broadcast to watch. Y'all have made fun of me for years. <laughs> But I'm like, screw, like, not not screw Dick Clark, because God rest his soul. But. <laughs> that would be awful. That would be tough. <laughs> that's another fel- uh, another felony. That's a federal offense, I think, if you do that right now. Unless you're yellow knife. Unless you dig him up and bring him in. <laughs> but Dick Clark's rocking New Year's Eve with Ryan Seacrest, whatever. It's just like, bleh. But CNN's broadcast with Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper, especially when Anderson gets the giggles, it's the freaking best. <laughs> it, it had happened this year. So they got so smashed. Andy brought a bottle of tequila every hour on the hour. They took a shot and they did the, <laughs> they did this one live shot where they're talking to John Mayer for some reason. He's best friends with Andy Cohen. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. So John Mayer's in Tokyo at a cat cafe. It literally feels like a fever dream. There's two shots. There's Andy and and Anderson drinking tequila and then the other shot is John Mayer with all the kitties and you can just tell John Mayer is just so over it. Man, when he gets the fits, it's freaking fabulous. It's literally the best job. He got paid millions of dollars to just giggle like a teenage girl. Uh And John Mayer is the sober one because as I understand it, I've never been this, but when you're the sober one around drunk people, they're just so obnoxious. It's like you can't take it. It's a fact. It was the best, though. At one point, there was like a cat that was facing the opposite way of the camera. So it's just John Mayer and then a cat's butthole. And then Anderson Cooper. I don't know who got the idea, but I'm so glad that they did it. Love my kitty representation. All right. It's one of her biggest songs of all time. So why won't she perform it? I'll tell you about Nicki Minaj's beef with her own track on your next e-buzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. Are you guys familiar with Jen? you Harry? No. Cassie, yeah, step right up here. Okay. What? I'm glad that none of you have, even though I wouldn't be invested in it. But you know how I have a personal jihad against body hair. So, Janu Harry now, apparently in sub communities, is women 
not shaving, not doing anything with the hair on their body or anything for the entire month. Dude, that's just January for me. <laughs> that's, that's October for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> the label. It really, honestly, does it? They are trying to normalize body hair on women, and this has been going on now since 2019. Huh. Uh, the Instagram account has 40,000 followers, and it says their goals include promoting self confidence, challenging societal beauty standards, and creating a supportive community where people can share their journey. I like that. Yeah. Would you I, do it? I mean, yes. I do it already. I do it already. <laughs> <laughs> that, that wasn't a joke. The whole month you just decide like, hey, I'm just not going to shave this month. Yeah. I mean, because I, I, I'm, I'm one of those people anyway that my hair, it's on my body. I, I couldn't even do laser hair removal because um, my hair is so blonde and it's, it's, it's kind of like sparse anyway. But yeah, it's like during the winter. I, if I'm not showing my legs, I'm not shaving my legs. How about your pits? Yeah, I do my pits. They're easy. Yeah, legs yeah, are yeah. a pain to shave. I so I just wait until it's uncomfortable in my jeans and then I shave it. Until <laughs> 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 so it's a force and then you're like, well, yeah. trying to whack it down. <laughs> yeah. All right. So here it is January 3rd. We're not here to shame you. We're not here to embarrass you. We will embrace you. If you can confess that you had a New Year's resolution, you were hardcore about it, too. This is going to be the year I change, damn it. This is going to be the year I change. And it's January 3rd, and it's already gone out the window. one 855 show. We have agreed, and I thought it was all of us. But I not, thought so, too. Maybe I read the schedule, and it said it was just you and I doing well, this? Well, we were, we were the ones that submitted personal stories about it. Okay. So that's why I put us down, because I know for sure you and I are doing it. But if I remember correctly... Before leaving for our holiday vacation, I think a majority of the staff were on board. You on board, Abby, for dry January? No alcohol. Yeah, I've been dry since uh, December 2nd, actually. So I'm really? already ahead of the game. Oh, really? Been sober for a whole month. For you? <laughs> was there something that brought that on? Or are you just like, you know what? I'm just done. Yeah, because I was like, oh, I, 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 was, I just kind of thought like it, it's probably good to just like get ahead of the game in terms of like not trying to like cram it all into January. Because I think people do it for a month in January and think like, oh, like it's going to fix everything. Thing, but I'm like, if I start weaning myself off when everybody else is drinking mm. very, very heavily, it's probably going to be a healthier thing. And there are professionals that warn, like, if you do dry January, don't do that just so February 1st, you can just, like, <laughs> gorge yourself with alcohol. Because a lot of people do that. Like, uh -huh. they're like, oh, I went a whole month without drinking. And then, like, they go, they go overboard as soon as they start drinking again. So that's that kind of defeats the purpose of a dry January. Mo, were you in? I said I was in uh, to be a team player. <laughs> But I knew I was gonna lose. Have you, you already, already had a drink? No, I haven't yet. Really? But I'm um, back now. I'm pretty sure the next one. <laughs> <laughs> really, it's the third day of January. <laughs> he said he's already been tested. Yeah, I was tested. Um, on January first, I had some friends that were going to a bar to watch some of the games, and they invited me to go. Uh, and I'm like, there. I just can't. I, I am not at a place where I can go to a bar and not drink yet. That is tough. I can't do that. I just can't. Uh, I was proud of myself for going to a bar and having food the other day and not drinking when I was at the bar because normally I feel like the bartender looks at you weird if you're not ordering a drink, which is just in my head. Um, so I turned that one down. Then I did. I went to dinner last night and normally where I would just have a glass of wine or a drink and I didn't. Um, I really feel in my heart this is not going to be a problem for me um, at all. Uh, I started not drinking when I was on vacation. This one, then when I got back, I got a lot of drunk friends. <laughs> <laughs> Kristen. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> 
So I'm kind of over it, and I don't yeah. feel the need. I, I am, I'm ready to do this, and it doesn't feel like it's even going to be like a big deal. No, and I'm so ready to do this too. I just, I, I for like a, a cleanse purpose, because they're the month of December, and especially if you have a toddler, you drink a lot. <laughs> so, um, and I, I pretty much got it out of my system on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Especially when we started cleaning up the next day and saw how many bottles we went through, which was disgusting, but that's okay. We were crushing. Oh my God. So no, I'm just, um, I, I'm, I know I'm going to sleep better. I'm going to feel better. Um, and so I'm, I'm 100% down. I do have a couple of things that I'm already thinking ahead because I know I'm going to mm-hmm. be challenged because my husband and I are going on our very first, uh, like away overnight stay together without the kid. Yeah, you don't want to be sober for that. Well, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I mean, I got to hang out with my husband by myself and you want me to be sober to do it? Like, get out of here. So, um, but yeah, I, I have two two things that'll test me in January to see if I can really stay strong with the with the dry January. Okay. That's that's my problem too. I got a birthday to celebrate uh, the weekend after this one and Katie and I have developed like this routine of having a drink together on Thursdays. That's probably going to be hard for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's always, it's never going to be a good month. I mean, if that's you true. casually drink, yeah. it's yeah. never going to no. be a good month. But we, we're, we're going to make this a competition and this time a dry spell is a good thing because last year it was the sex <laughs> bell, right? <laughs> and um, somebody still hasn't rang it. We're not going to name names, Katie. So um, <laughs> we have the bell in here. So if you do have a drink, Mm -hmm. you have to come in and hit the bell and you're out of dry January. Okay. Okay. All right. Angela, here we are, January 3rd. You made a New Year's resolution and damn it, it's gone already. Yes. For the safety of my children, I had to cancel my New Year's resolution. Okay. Okay. I used to drink 50 Cokes a day. No judgment. Cold turkey quit. Last year, the nerves, the nerves, the kids getting on my nerves. I had to have a Coke. It's like an addiction. And it's like drinking, but it's I do it with caffeine. So they literally, until they get back to school today, I had to drink a Coke. <laughs> All right, so yeah. It's just like drinking alcohol. Okay, so no judgment, but I just want to, I want to ask you about 50 Cokes a day because how, how I mean, I'm, look, I'm looking at the time and how can you even drink 50 in a day? I used to drink from a two liter. Like it was like, it was too much to actually open up the small cans and the 24 ounce bottles because I would just go for a two liter. And I worked at a company that had Coca-Cola representatives coming in. They actually gave me a Coke machine next to my cubicle for five cents Cokes because I drank so much Coke. That's like enabling. You should sue them. (laughs) (laughs) 50 Cokes a day. Wow. Damn. We will know. How many times did you pee a day? Um, I didn't pee. You don't pee a lot because it's not a lot of liquid literally staying in your body. Like, and you, but you don't sweat. You don't sweat. At all. Like I've never sweated my entire life. I just didn't sweat. And people are like, why don't you sweat? I'm like, because I guess there's nothing to sweat out. Because you were dehydrated. Completely <laughs> clean in there, man. Clean me out. Yeah, like, I bet so you didn't. Never seen a clean colon. I, I, oh, wow. Okay. okay. I bet you didn't pee for six months, though. That must that yeah, must have no. been uncomfortable. Now, does yeah. the, did I'm the, sending them back to school with a case of Coke for each of my teachers since I can't give them alcohol. <laughs> because God bless the teachers. These kids need to go back to school today. Wow. <laughs> you are feeling it. Well, we will know if you quit uh, drinking Coke because their stock price will go <laughs> way down. <laughs> way down. Okay. If Coke is in trouble, it's because redhead quit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Angela. Thank you for calling. Appreciate it.
Have an awesome year. Thanks See you, you. you too. I like that she's just embracing Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Burt Show. All right, so Dad was getting Mom tires for Christmas. Do you guys remember this right before we took off? Practical yeah. gift. Thought Mom was practical. Daughter tries talking him out of it, which was Trina. Hey, Trina. Doing? Good. All right. Recap your predicament with us because it was a couple of weeks ago and I barely remember the story, but I remember you going, Dad, you can't buy mom tires for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, he wanted to get her tires as a Christmas present, which I thought that's not, you know, for your wife. That's not a that's not a good present. That's not like romantic in any way. It's not sweet. It's just something that you need to get. And I feel like it's like a cop out of a gift. So I told him not to do it. He said that she would love it. And he did it. He he sure did. And uh, all he did was he, he had a little box, which, by the way, the box is really small. It looks like a jewelry box. And she was very excited and opened it up, and it was just a picture of four tires. So uh, that's a gift that he gave her. And, you know, she's a sweet person, so she acted, like, fine and happy. But uh, afterwards, I kind of asked her, like, hey, like, how you doing? Because I could tell that she was bummed out. And she's like, I'm fine. But uh, they could just tell her that bumps kind of bummed her out for the rest of the day. I think she had her hopes up thinking it was going to be maybe a good jewelry, kind of like a jewelry box. Mm. And I think that it really owes her a good birthday. And he was lazy and didn't wrap the tires, but whatever. Yeah, or have it put on the tree. Could have put a bow on them. I think that would have been a giveaway underneath the tree. Yeah, just some crappy picture, printed off picture of tires. Probably not even the same tires. So I don't quite recall the history on this whole one, though. Has your mom always been a practical gift getter, though? Um, He's, like, once in a while, like, has done it. Like, there was one year where he got her a waxing kit. I don't know if you remember me saying that. Yes. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, because she... Um, she's a, you know, she's, she's hip, you know, she waxes her legs and stuff and likes to look good and, you know, it's expensive to do that. So we thought, oh, if I get her this waxing kit, she won't have to go to the spa anymore. I'm just trying to figure out if if he's being lazy or he's just messing up her love language. I think he's messing up her love language. Uh Because it's not lazy. It's not lazy to buy somebody brand new tires for Christmas. It's just misguided Mm -hmm. if that's not what is going to make the person happy. Like sometimes, and I've had to check myself because my love language is different than my husband's love language. And I've tried to force my love language onto him when I've given him gifts. Like I got him that um, I thought he needed a break for me and and our son so I got him a a trip away Mm -hmm. from us and he I I guess that's something I would want (laughs) not that I don't love my husband and child (laughs) listen y'all I thought it was a perfect gift (laughs) (laughs) I really appreciated the time off but that's a lot of time with your significant other and kid right (laughs) (laughs) like our previous caller I'm I'm ready for the kid to go back to school Uh Um, no but and so I gifted him and he's like no like this is I don't want to do this like Mm -hmm. this is not going to make me happy so Jimmy and I t- went on the trip. <laughs> <laughs> so it ended up being the perfect gift for me, right. not for him. So is that where the disconnect is? Like this would have been a great gift for him from him, and he just assumed that your mom thinks the same way? Yeah. Yeah, I think he hears that we need this instead of like when Chris was more like, I want this. Yeah. 
that makes sense. Like, you mm-hmm. like, oh, we need to get new tires. He's like, oh, perfect idea. All right. But don't you have to convince her to say something? Because how else would he really know if he yeah. really believes that he's doing the right thing? Yeah, if she acts like she she yeah. appreciates mm-hmm. the gift, he's going to be none the wiser, and he's right. going to think he did a good job. So the, yeah. it sucks, but the onus is a little bit on the person who's receiving the gift to let the gift giver know, hey, this is not my love language. I don't want yep. practicality for Christmas. I want frivolous. Yeah, and I want to try to give him some credit here also because some sometimes guys, women will say, you never listen to me. Never listen to me. So in <laughs> passing, if she says something like, damn, the car needs new tires, and he hears that, mm. he's like, oh, my gosh, she's going to oh. love this because I actually listened. She told me what she wanted, mm. and I'm going to surprise point. her with it. So he thought it was fantastic. I do think this gives yeah. her, I do think, Trina, this gives you a good setup. If you do feel like your mom was disappointed with this gift, I really feel like you could talk to your dad and be like, hey, she loves the tires. It was such a weight off of her, but I really think you should do something romantic for Valentine's Day. So maybe you don't get, she didn't get something great for Christmas, but like maybe you can really help him go out for the next holiday. Uh, Brakes on the car for Valentine's Day (laughs) is an option. Oil. Oil Uh change. That's another great out the way. (laughs) Does she need her windshield wiper fluid replaced as well? <laughs> so many options. So on many options. All right, Trina, thanks for the update. Appreciate it. Bye Thank now. you. Happy New Year. See you I hope now. my you husband's too. listening because I do need my windshield <laughs> washer fluid replaced. <laughs> the Burt Show. Later on today or maybe tomorrow morning, I got to ask you guys, like, what was the most that you were anticipating doing on your vacation and it just ended up being like a big old disappointment? You know, like, for me... Going to see the Liberty Bell for the very first time? That thing sucked, man. It's like it's, a, it's, it's smaller than anticipated. Yeah, it's teeny, man. It's, like it's a, not teeny. It's like a dinner bell. It is not a dinner bell. <laughs> it is not that small. So I was telling you guys before I left for this safari down in South Africa, and I got so many things to tell you guys. Uh, I'm just going to break it up in parts. That this diving with the sharks, cage diving with the sharks, I was super excited about. I was excited for you. It sucked. No way. Yeah, man. I can't believe that. So I was in uh, just outside of Cape Town. Because and- they kept you safe? <laughs> Yeah, but it's and you a- came back with all of your limbs. I know. I'm like, how bad could it be if you came back alive? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like a pretty damn good time to me. I guess I was. Were you in for- water with sharks? Somewhat. What were you? What were your comments afterwards? Uh, you guys need to be more sharky. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just that you know, like when you see it on TV, like on the BBC or whatever, you see this cage that is this big cage that is slowly lowered into to the ground mm-hmm. and you're surrounded on all four sides by sharks and they're trying to get at you and you know they're throwing chum around the cage and you should be able to see them while you're under the water that's the experience that I really wanted we have to be able to scuba dive to do that right yes do you so have can I, you I was ready for one of those resort courses oh. that okay. I could take in the morning and then I could do 15 feet and then almost be eaten by sharks later on that day that wasn't it at all okay so in reality it's a cage, a rectangular cage that holds about 20 people. So you are shoulder to shoulder with 20 others. Mm. And the cage is connected to the side of the boat. Okay. Uh, that's a good thing. Okay. <laughs> right. Half of it is above the water. Half of it is below the water, but you're attached to the boat. You are standing on a bar. Right. And you've got your hands above the water 
waiting for the sharks to come around. And when the sharks come around, they throw the chum in the water. You hear somebody from the boat go, okay, now dip your head in the water. You got to duck down. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta, while you're standing on this boat, you got to duck down. All right. You try to find the sharks and it's murky water and they're kind of grayish whiter. So you can barely even see them anyway. So you duck down under the water totally with your snorkel on. Don't even really need a snorkel. Um, <laughs> so, so you're not, you're not diving with sharks, st- sharks. You're snorkeling with sharks. No, there's no snorkeling. You're standing. <laughs> there's no swimming element to it whatsoever. Okay. You're standing on a bar, lowering yourself when they tell you the sharks are approaching. Okay. And then... Once they're gone, which is about two seconds, then you come back up and all 20 of you stand there and you wait for the sharks to come back. (laughs) And then when one is approaching and they put the chum in the water, they're like, back in the water. (laughs) You lower yourself back in the water. There's no swimming, no exercise, no danger, no nothing. was was other people? Did they have the same sentiment on the boat back, on the ride back? Was everybody kind of like, like slightly disappointed? Um, or were you the only one that had higher expectations? I don't know. I didn't really talk to a, a bunch of them, but nobody was really saying like, oh, hey, I mean, you had a whole bunch of crew. You're not going to go, guy, your trip sucks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they throw you overboard as chum for the next trip if you say that. And I might be a little bit more ambitious than others, but it did not work for me. It sounds like you'd have a better shot at shark spotting at Universal <laughs> Studios on the Jaws ride. No, there's plenty of them. I mean, it's actually more fun to watch them from up top on the boat. Oh, I bet. Than it is to <laughs> Actually, Might as well. <laughs> <laughs> what was the point of the game? So stupid, man. <laughs> Kaylee, what? Okay, I mean, I was so excited for Bert to like go on this, and he got like the Groupon of shark dives. <laughs> like, it, that is the who signed you up for that janky e- adventure? Because there are better ones, I promise. Uh, in South Africa, there are. Or yes, okay, there yeah. are. I, you just, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah you, it sucked. You went for the old duck and pee. <laughs> 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 That's all it was, bro. Oh, man. That's all. You got to do it again. All right. All right, let's get Sandra on here because she has a hunch that her man might be screwing around on her because she couldn't find him on New Year's, right? Where'd the dude go? Hey, Sandra. Hi. Good morning, guys. Good um, morning. So thank you so much. I'm, I, I just may be really paranoid, but for New Year's Eve, I decided to be adventurous and be a good girlfriend, um, and, and we went to this party, this house party. My boyfriend is a total homebody and antisocial, and so he wanted to go to his gamer's friend's house, and I'm like, all right, cool, let's let's dress up a little bit, let's go out, let's leave the house for a little bit. And so we get to this house, and immediately I felt like, something was off everybody's wearing like really weird furry cat ears and like this furry tails and and i'm just like in my jeans and sweatshirts then my boyfriend's not even standing next to me or introducing me to anyone and i'm sitting there like trying to make eye contact and awkwardly make conversations with these people i have no idea so around um Midnight, I could tell he was off, and I could see, like, he was, like, trying to look for people and just not being very talkative with me. So around midnight, he's like, oh, um, just before he decides to go to the bathroom, and he's like, I'll be right back. And I'm like, all right, like, hurry back, because I I obviously wanted a kiss at the stroke of midnight. And he goes, MIA. 
I was so anxious and I was standing there with all these weird people and that he doesn't, he just goes missing and he doesn't show up again till like a quarter after midnight. And I was so upset. I was like, what happened? Like, you know, you totally missed the ball drop. Everything was wrong. Like I was so sad. Um, he said he was, he said he felt too drunk and he was afraid to leave the bathroom because he thought he was going to throw up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, there's something wrong here. I don't know. His hair looked disheveled. He didn't seem that drunk, and he was talking just fine. So I ended up just taking a car home, a car service, and the next morning he was trying to call and apologize and trying to say that he stayed in the bathroom the whole night. But it was so weird that that he missed midnight, and I, I could not tell where he was. And this house party was really weird. I didn't know anybody there. It was all his friends. I just just think, is it possible he could have been with someone else and and tried to, like, sneak it past me? I don't know. This is uh, my woman's intuition is going off. Alarm bells are really going off here. Well, let me throw this to Kristen because every guy she's ever gone out with has cheated on her. Not every. (laughs) My (laughs) husband has been faithful. Well, you guys are married, but yeah. And so you know, as far as you know. As far as I know, yes. Um, but would this be the actions of one of your exes that would have screwed around on you? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 sus for sure. Like, they're, mm-hmm. the fact, like, everybody knows if you are in a relationship, that midnight kiss is huge. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't right. miss it. And the fact that you are at a party where he knows everybody and you don't know anybody he is, I'm not going to say obligated, but the chivalrous thing to do would be to kind of like hang with you so you're comfortable at this party and introduce you to people mm-hmm. so, you know, you get to you get to know them. Yeah, something is definitely, something doesn't feel right. Something's I, off. I disagree. And maybe it's because I'm more naive, but Sandra, what you've told us about your boyfriend is that he's kind of a homebody. He doesn't really like to get out. So if I am going to make a prediction, which I am, I'm going to say that I, I think he probably maybe got a little overstimulated at this party. I mean, New Year's is so overwhelming. It's one of the most overrated ho- holidays, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And there's sure. everybody's drunk and it sounds like you were at some kind of weird furry party. So maybe he just got <laughs> like a little bit too overwhelmed. And maybe by the time midnight came around, he's like, look, I got to take a step back. I got to recharge and I'm just going to take a minute. And he didn't realize that he was going to miss midnight. Mm-hmm. I think it was a little shady. More so because he didn't want to give you any PDA or like he didn't want to seem mm-hmm. to be close to you during the party, and then you add on the bathroom thing, something does seem a little off. All right, Sandra. So when you emailed us, you said you wanted us to do the War of the Roses type deal. So we will do that tonight. We will check back with you tomorrow with results and tell you if the dude is up to anything shady or not, okay? Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. All right. Talk to you tomorrow. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Nicki Minaj says she's not going to perform one of her biggest songs of all time. She says she is through playing starships. So she was performing for a crowd on New Year's Eve in Miami. And all of a sudden the DJ starts playing, you know, one of her biggest tracks of all time. And she's like, "Mm, no. That was my ringtone for like four years <laughs> in middle school, but it was so good. It, I, I know some songs, you perform them so much, you, you get sick of them, blah, blah, blah. That's fine. 
why did the DJ, like, you have a set. Why would the DJ play the song for mm-hmm. you to sing if that's a song that's on your no-sing list? That makes no sense to me. This is not the first time she said this about this song. She uh, hates the song. Does she? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I'm uh-huh. assuming maybe it has something to do with the fact that she never truly wanted to be looked at as a pop star, but she has to accept that that was the song that really catapulted her, and maybe she's done with it. I don't know. Yeah, Kristen raises a really good point, though. I mean, you have control of your own set list. You take a look <laughs> at it before you walk out on stage? or But maybe for this reason, for it to go viral, that it gets played, and then she says, I don't want to play it. I feel like uh, Nikki will find a way to get some attention. Uh, yeah. Then everyone's going to go to Spotify or whatever, play Starships, exactly. and it's like, well, why does she hate the song? It's a banger, so I hope that she gets over whatever beef she has with her own song. (laughs) All right, another Bachelorette couple is headed for divorce. This broke my heart. This is one of the most successful couples in Bachelor Nation. I'm talking about former Bachelorette Rachel Lindsay and her husband, Brian Abasolo. And they've been married for about four years. They had this beautiful wedding in Mexico and he filed for divorce yesterday and he's citing New Year's Eve as their separation date. Mm -hmm. And the weirdest part about this whole thing is he's asking for spousal support which I don't understand. I had to Google. I'm like, what does spousal support even mean? And the official definition is financial assistance determined by a divorce decree. It recognizes a partner's contribution to the marriage and helps the recipient achieve financial independence. This guy, I'm sure is an influencer, but he's also a chiropractor and a very successful one from what I can tell. So why would you need money from her? Because she's probably making a boatload more money than he is in whatever she's doing. Yeah, but I don't think she, I mean, I think she does some correspondent work with like extra, but I don't think she does it anymore. Mm -hmm. She was an attorney, but she's not an attorney anymore. So I'm like, if anything, maybe she needs help from him. Isn't this the the most sought after divorce month of the year? I think so. Yes. Because families want to get through the holidays. Right. And so then they just end up filing in January. Yeah, yeah. I mean, attorney's offices today are it's like a it's like a telephone. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> just picking up the phone. But what's crazy is I mean, it was as recent as November they were she was even interviewed about potentially having kids with him. So a lot of people are blindside blindsided by this whole thing. Um, she's even spoken about how every time there's a rumor about a bachelor nation uh, breakup or divorce, that they're the first people to be mentioned. And she's like, I don't know why. Um, and this is why, because apparently there was some truth to it. All right, Jennifer Lawrence is saying what everybody or what I feel like everybody should feel about New Year's Eve. She says she hates it. I have always (laughs) felt that way about New Year's Mm -hmm. Eve. And I had the perfect setup for like a bang of New Year's Eve last year. I had a wedding in Miami on New Year's Eve. I'm like, this is going to be the party of all parties. Two people went to the hospital and including the bride. (laughs) It was one of the craziest nights. I think it takes you about a decade to realize that it really is adult prom. Like, there's so much anticipation, and when you're 21, you're going out, you're getting hammered, you're getting all ready, and something really crappy happens for about a decade on that night before you realize, she's 33 now, so she realizes now, it's just so overblown. Too much pressure on the night. Yeah, I, for years, New Year's Eve, least favorite holiday, just because it never, ever lived up to the expectation. As I've gotten older, I've learned to manage my expectations. I had a lovely New Year's Eve this year. I was at home Mm -hmm. wearing an evening gown. With house shoes and drank so much mm-hmm. good champagne. It was lovely. When you get to the point where you learn to actually enjoy it at home or with your family mm-hmm. and you're not in the streets yep. trying to make a good time out of it, mm-hmm. it's not so bad. And you got to worry about the rookies drinking and driving and well, stuff. My son Hollis was out and I said, You're not driving tonight, man. You're taking Ubers everywhere. I just don't trust anybody. 
So smart. Yeah. 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 I think the only successful way to do New Year's Eve is at a house party with people you know. So you're not out standing in line paying $50 for a club that you could go to on any other night. But for that one night, it's $150 and you don't even mm-hmm. get free champagne out of it. So I think the way to go with New Year's Eve is uh, staying in, inside and not getting too crazy. All right. The 2024 Olympics. They just got an unexpected correspondent for the games. I'll tell you what rapper you can catch on your TV this summer on your next Evos on the Bird Show. The Bird Show. Some of you guys really hate this idea. I brought it up a decade ago of a line in the sand day. Some of you just hate this, that if you're with a dude or you're with a woman and you guys have been with each other for a certain amount of time, you have made it clear that marriage is a priority for you. That is a major part of this whole thing, that I want to be married to you. It's important to be to be in the institution of marriage. And they drag their feet and they drag their feet. And they drag their feet. And here you are frustrated and frustrated and frustrated rather than give them a verbal ultimatum, which really messes you up because then you wonder, would he ever have proposed to me if I wouldn't have said that I'm going to walk out the door? So you have a mental line in the sand day, whatever that day is for you. Look, if he doesn't propose by March 5th, I am absolutely out of here and you can't go back on it. Which is different than an ultimatum because an ultimatum you have to verbalize. Like you actually tell them, hey, if you don't propose by X date, I'm walking out that door. Which I had a friend do and 17 years later, they're still happily married with three kids. Is that right? Yes. I will never forget. She was (laughs) like, if you don't propose by the end of the year, I'm out. He proposed. They got married. Three kids later, they're still very happy. Was it December 31st at 11.57? <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. He snuck it in under the wire, baby. At the buzzer. And my motivation for this is I've known too many women in my life that date guys six, seven, eight years, 25 to 32 years old or 30 to 35, and then they just wake up one morning and their dudes are like, you know what? I don't really believe in marriage or they walk out the door and there you are seven, eight years into this thing and you had every expectation of getting married and he just decides that it's over, right? So have that line in the sand there. I, I like the line in the sand day. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't like the ultimatum for the fact that I would always have that feeling of would you have done it if I didn't mm-hmm. ask you to yeah. do it. And I wouldn't want it that way. But if you make it aligned in the sand day and you don't verbalize it and that's just what you feel, I see nothing wrong with that. Here is na- I'm sorry. Abby, go ahead. Uh, no, uh, go ahead. I, I was just, just going to say, I don't think there's anything wrong with setting an expectation that I would like to be married by a certain time. But to me, there's a, there would be a part of me that's like, do I really want to be married to someone who has to be told that I, I want to be be married or, or proposed to because if you know me and you know that I want to be married and that's something that's important to me like and we're together for five years why I, I don't think I would want to be with someone where it would take them five years to be like oh okay so let's right. use the age so essentially you would have a date in your mind though right yeah and I think I would just be walking away by you know a certain point to mm-hmm. me if I get to five years I, I really need to look in the mirror and be like well why did I stay with this person if they're not dying to be with me in the same way that I'm excited to be with them so why are we even bringing this up here because Nancy has essentially got herself a line in the sand date already and she's thinking look if this dude doesn't do it by a certain date bye bye hey Nancy Hi. Yeah. Um, well, I thought I was going to get proposed to on Christmas, uh, and then that didn't happen. So I assumed it would be New Year's. And of course, that didn't happen either. Uh, and we've been together for five years, and he keeps telling me we're going to get married one day, but there's just excuse after excuse after excuse. It's just just it's driving me insane. Like, he, at first, it's, oh, I don't have money for a ring, but he just bought himself 
huge prop as a Christmas present to himself. He's got the money. Mm-hmm. What? And I'm not getting any younger. I mean, my Instagram feed is just full of Botox and ads for freezing my eggs at this point. <laughs> <laughs> We've got the same feed. You're being targeted. Yeah, I feel you. So you got you have told him that you want to be married to him. He has said, I want to be married to you also. And that hasn't happened. And you're just getting frustrated now. Yes. he he. Two years ago, he gave me a promise ring, promising another ring promise it, what <laughs> yeah that's he's promising not delaying <laughs> asking promising to drag his feet is right. so how many times have you I brought it, it was, how, how many times have you brought right. it up to him i mean i brought it up a number of times i feel like i and i don't know i for me i just i i said to myself if he doesn't propose to me by valentine's day i'm, I'm walking away mm-hmm. but I'm just not sure if I should if I should tell him that he's that I've put clock on no. now because he knows he knows that I want to get married. Obviously, yeah. because he's had all these excuses. Like he's had the excuse that he doesn't have the money. He had the excuse that he wanted to finish grad school. He had the excuse, what's the rush? So yeah, you've obviously talked about this. He knows it's important to you and it's something you want, right? He got himself a truck for Christmas. Good for him. Knows his worth. Whatever. But now he needs... <laughs> now now King needs to know Queen's worth. Yep. And I honestly don't think you should tell him. And if he doesn't propose by Valentine's Day, then then if you have the cojones to do it, you walk away. Right. And you can walk away cleanly. Like, he was just going to put it off more and more and more and more and more. So I, I'm totally with you on it. What made you think that he was going to do it for Christmas or for for New Year's Eve? Like, was it something he did specifically, or you just drew that yourself? Well, I mean, we went away to a cabin, and I, you know, it was romantic, and there were candles, and then it's just, oh, slippers. (laughs) What? Slippers? Oh, I thought she said flippers. It was the gift. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, look, do what you think is right. I think this line in the sand day is absolutely appropriate in a case like this. You've told them it's been years. Like you said, you're not getting any younger. A promise ring. Jesus. Yeah, that, that, um, that don't buy you two years. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So keep your line in the sand day, but you just can't go back either because then you go back over and over and over again, and before you know it, it's been a decade. All right, but what if she walks... And then he's like, oh, damn. And then he proposes. Well, Do you accept? Uh, like he After the walk? Yeah, after the walk. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I, don't, I, wouldn't. I, I think, I think I so. I think you give him that, that shock therapy right there. Right? I think so. I couldn't do it. I couldn't, I couldn't no. do it. If uh, you're not as excited as I am to be married, then it's not going to work. All right, why don't, we, why don't we cross that bridge when we get to it? Okay. All right, we got a couple of months there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nancy, we'll talk to you the week before Valentine's Day. And if he does propose to you before then, give us a call. Okay, I will. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. She's so, like, that's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you can hear she's just deflated, right? You're on The Burt Show. So I got to tell you guys a little bit about my trip to South Africa on this safari. Wow. Life changing, you guys. It looked it. It did. I'll, I'll give you guys more details as the week unfolds because I could talk about this for an hour straight. But it this safari that I went on in uh, South Africa, 
it just makes you realize really how small you are. Mm-hmm. So this isn't like one of these preserves that we have a lot of in the United States where they're feeding the animals, they're making sure they're well-groomed, they're making sure that they're having sex and reproducing. This is the wild, you guys. This is absolutely the wild. And when you go on one of these safaris, nature takes its course and the guys are simply there to guide the tourists around and get as close to the animals as you can. But they don't interfere with nature whatsoever. In fact, when I was on my tour, I saw a lion about three days prior had killed a buffalo, and he's just chomping away at it, man. Wow. Um, you could smell it before you got to it. You could smell the. This was a, actually a pretty cool so- story. So this lion is chomping away on this buffalo, right? And he's breathing really hard. <sighs> and he's right next to the buffalo. And he starts roaring out, but his roar is really faint because they eat like every seven days. Lions will, a lioness and a lion will attack a buffalo, eat it, and they will gorge on it because they, they, they don't know when the next time is they're going to eat. So it's usually about five to seven days where it digests and then they can start looking for something else to eat. So he's all, he can barely even get a roar out. And then you hear like about, uh, my guy said it was a half a kilometer away. You can hear another lion Like, that's roaring back at them. And it turns out that they are communicating. So, lion that is eating is communicating to his brother that, dude, I am so full. (laughs) 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 And I got to go and get some water at a nearby watering hole. So, will you come, have yourself some buffalo, and I'll catch you on the other side. So, they're roaring back and forth to each other, communicating that way. Uh, the lion that just killed the buffalo gets up, goes to the watering hole, and then another lion comes on in and then starts eating the buffalo. Wow. This is how nature works every single day, right? There was one um, animal there that had lost its mother, and they knew that it was a death sentence because when you lose your mom that early, they won't adopt you or you're going to get eaten. They don't interfere with any of that. How many times did you cry on this thing? I was next to tears about six or seven different times. I would believe it. The lodge that I was staying it in. It sounds super emotional. It's really emotional. In a beautiful it, way. It just, it, yeah, it just makes you feel absolutely so incredible, so small, um, just being part of it. Like I was at the deck of my lodge uh, outside of my room and I'm reading a book and an elephant and like four other elephants come right by five feet from me. They start drinking out of the pool. That is wild. I yeah. didn't know you could be that close to it. Yes. That is amazing. Yes. You have to have a guide at night taking you through the lodge because every now and then because there are no fences, Lion will just pull on into the lodge and just go, hey, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> Were you scared? Never. Not once. Really? Not even once. No. Um, I took pictures 10 feet from lions, uh, 10 feet from giraffes. Um, not once, not scared at all. Fascinating. Yeah. It was really, it was a beautiful, beautiful trip. And you could do like, it's not just like you go one day, like you go out multiple days on this safari, right? You can go as many times as you want. At least the lodge that I was at will take you in the morning and Uh they will take you in the evening. Nobody wants to be uh, out in a Jeep that isn't covered in Africa in the middle of the day. Yeah. So you go in the morning and you go at night and that's when you see the animals. And I saw them all, man. I saw leopard, buffalo, elephant, lion. I know I'm forgetting a couple of others, but it was fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. And you asked if I was scared, right? Which is going to lead me into this email. Dear Bert, 
Uh, I get so caught up in your vacation photos. I follow you every day, but your vacation stories are the ones I live for. Mostly because I'm too scared to live like you do. Some would say foolish. Um, So I'm actually asking for your advice. Do you ever get scared or how do you get over the fear to go on these trips alone and even more do the activities you do? Uh, She writes, swimming with sharks, paragliding, being so close to wild animals, skydiving. Uh, I'd love to be the kind of person that does that stuff, but I'm not. Did you have to train yourself or have you always sort of kind of been fearless? I'd really like to make that change this year. Help me have more courage in 2024. So I read that and I thought to myself, what a great email to get this this time of year because we're all looking at resolutions and how to improve this year. I think a lot of us buy into our own story and you don't feel like you can change your own story. Just don't be fearless. Mm. <laughs> Start small and prove to yourself that you can do these things and then be the person that you want to be. It almost seemed too obvious to me. Uh, it's easier said than done. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. You got to start somewhere. I know that's that's what always helps me because everybody always talks about how fearless I am. But if I do feel like I would be afraid to do something, I just do it. I, I don't mm-hmm. over, like don't overthink it. Don't talk yourself out of it. Just do it. And as you do it more, it becomes easier and easier to do. I but think, are you fearless or are you just looking fear in the face and being like, I'm, I'm going to overcome this? I feel like when I'm doing these things that probably naively or foolishly that it's even though it's not a controlled environment, it's a controlled environment. Yeah. So you can, you know, I read about one guy that was attacked by a leopard on one of their trips, but what you don't hear is the million guides that did it successfully and nothing happened at all. But that one story is so terrifying Mm -hmm. that it gets in your head and gets in your heart and you're like, I could never do that because that could happen to me. Yeah, that could happen to you. You could also win the lottery and I'm not that lucky. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, when we go skydiving, I feel like, Yes, you are putting your life in somebody else's hands. And when you hear those stories that somebody's shoot didn't come out, yes, that happens. But what's the percentage? Point zero 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 five percent And I don't even focus on that. I remember the guy telling us um, when, he, when we went skydiving that he, he jumps so many times that he probably jumps 100 times in a week. So you think to yourself, these people jump so much and they're fine. And skydiving was the only thing I remember being afraid of. <laughs> I, I was I was definitely afraid. But like you said, I looked it in his face and I did it. And everything else was kind of easier. You can change your story. You can. you can really change your story. I mean, I think we buy into like, this is how I've been my entire life. So this is how I'm going to be forever. And you don't have to be like that. At any age. At any age. It's The Burt Show. You're on The Burt Show. I have a hard time letting things go. (laughs) Yeah, you do. (laughs) I know this about myself. And we had a professional predicament that happened before we left for vacation that I was infuriated about. So mad that it's it's a it's smoldering now, you know, like after the the major flames, but it's still there, and I just want to get it off of my chest because I don't do well with injustice. Do you know how I'm over here not that pissed because I wasn't involved because I had to decline attendance to this. 
But do you know how pissed I would have been if I would have missed my two-year-old's Christmas party for the BS y'all had to endure? (laughs) So let me explain here. Um, Paint a picture, Bert. (laughs) So for three weeks, uh, this radio station promoted that Ice Spice was going to be in the house. So we had 20 of her most hardcore fans that have signed up and randomly were selected to hang out with Ice Spice for 20 minutes. That's all she was contracted for. 20 minutes. It was an Ice Spice Christmas. Like, we were giving out some, like, really cool gifts and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the biggest gift was that you were going to be able to meet Ice Spice. Right. So, keep in mind now, um, you got 20 people here at the radio station that have rearranged their lives, that have either work or school or whatever. Driven uh, from OTP. Who knows where they even dr- drove in. 20 minutes we're talking about. Ice Spice did a concert the night before right down the street and decided after the concert that she would just get in a private plane and cruise to Miami and not show up for our listeners. And when did you find out about this? Uh, I I don't know when you found out. I found out, like, literally, I think, 20 minutes before we were supposed to to be here. Um, I found out three minutes before. (laughs) uh, As I pulled into the parking lot, our program director... um, Stops me in the parking lot and goes, I, uh, I got something to tell you. Um, Ice Spice isn't going to be here. And I used bad words. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, first, you're, of course, you're going to be like, is everything okay? Did no, something... no, no, that wasn't what oh, I said oh, at all. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> um, I'm like, you're kidding. I, I think I said you're effing kidding, right? And he said, no, uh, she decided to get on a plane to Miami, said she wasn't feeling all that great, so she got on a plane and took off. Again, she was right down the street. And all that was posted on her Instagram stories of how good of a time she was oh, having yeah, at the concert yeah. while she was, well, we were hearing that she wasn't feeling so well. Right. So we're all here, too. And this really doesn't have to do with us and the staff. But I was so infuriated by just the lack of, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, appreciation, uh, Professionalism, yes, but appreciation for 20 of her fans. And here's how this works. So she was at a concert the night before, and it was an iHeart concert. Here's where iHeart has the power that we don't have, right? Um, when they, when these artists do their jingle balls or whatever, they get, like, good money for that. That's $250,000. Of course she's going to show up for that. But in this town... Our radio station has beat that other station for so long so badly that the record company is like, hey, we don't want to we don't want to really tick you guys off politically. So here's what we'll do for you guys. Even though she's playing the concert, she'll stop by your radio station the next day and you guys can do a contest and your listeners will be happy. And that's the way we'll make it up to you. Um, So that's how it all politically goes down. So we've got 20 listeners that are sitting here waiting for her, and she just decides that she's not going to show up because she didn't get paid for the event, right? Which, A, for the radio station, I feel like it's essentially stealing. I mean, we promoted her for three weeks, played her music in exchange or whatever for her to come, right? So it's stealing from the radio station. And our listeners couldn't have been any cooler about it. At the end of the day, the record company, I'll be honest with you, was appalled by it also. They were not happy with her. They did make it up to... um, our listeners by saying that, hey, we'll get you backstage passes. We'll get you some meet and greets. You will meet her at some point. Would you go, though? Like if you. They seemed happy. Yeah. Okay. You know, 
They seemed happy. Right? That I mean, was- that's all you can do at this point to make it up. But if you were a fan and she she did that, would you even bother going to her her show and and doing that? For for me, I don't know. I don't think I would be. But that that was tough. I mean, because you could feel the excitement in the room when they were in there waiting and knew that she was coming and how, like y'all said, they went far and beyond to get there to make this moment happen and to watch Bird have to go into that room and announce that You had that to break she, the news? I was next to the guy that broke the news. Oh. I was not, not, not going to be the one. That, <laughs> insult to injury. Yeah, the record rep did that. Uh, and I was next to him apologizing also. It's just so infuriating. And we're in such a different world in music now that I understand from Ice Spice's perspective that, look, she made it on social media. She didn't have to do what performers used to have to do. The Beyonce's of the world used to have to do. You had to grind it out. Grind it out. Go from city to city. Build an audience. Now, a lot of these artists take a look at radio, and they're also taking a look at a crowd of only 20 people there. So I'm going to start, I'm going to take time out of my day to go to a radio station when most people are listening to my music on either TikTok or Spotify or whatever. So, yeah, I'm just not going to do that. And I just felt it was a real lack of professionalism. If you're going to say you're going to do something, even though it's 20 minutes, do it. And you left 20 listeners that complete uh, such a, ah, this is so infuriating to me, such an out of touchness by an artist like this. And I said to you guys before, it's been my experience, and I'm sorry to keep ranting about this, but I've been waiting two (laughs) weeks to get out, um, that I have found that artists that are on their way up, are the ones that don't have the appreciation and have an attitude. It's the ones that have made it, like the Beyonce's of the world, um, pick anyone you want, that generally are just so incredibly cool. So I don't think that Ice Spice has been around long enough or really had to grind it out the way other artists have to have that kind of appreciation. Yeah, and I felt really bad. I mean, because I did, did want to give her the benefit of the doubt, but I mean, to your point, if it's it really is kind of like stealing. If you're going to say you're going to be here and this is how you're going to even it out by performing for the other station, you know, where you're getting paid, but you just got to come here for 20 minutes. I was really, really hoping that maybe I'm like, oh God, maybe she's just like, maybe she's hungover and she didn't want to come and like look bad. And maybe it would have been better for people to just come and meet her on another day. Cause the package that they did offer for the listeners that came is in some way an upgrade because they will get to see her and get free concert tickets and get um, some merch. But yeah, it was a really sucky thing to do. I mean, I knew how pissed you were because I was at my son's Christmas party (laughs) and I get a text. It was sent to Tommy and me. And this is like the Friday, like our, it was our last day before holiday vacation. And Bert's like, put on the schedule when we get back. That's <laughs> <laughs> Ice Spice. And I was like, Dude, what happened? What's really upset, man. There is not uh, often times when I raise my voice, but when the record rep came down the hall, it just all came out. Just, I felt disrespected for the radio station. I felt disrespected for our listeners. And just the lack of appreciation just all hit me so wrong. So I even was reminded yesterday, I'm like, oh, wait, wait I'm looking at the schedule. There's no, there's no F.I. Spice on there. <laughs> he literally sent the email last night. said, also for tomorrow, F.I. Spice. <laughs> I was like, I'm adding it to the schedule now. Don't worry, you'll be able to get it off your chest. So there are a lot of moving parts. I guess what I'm trying to say also is when you win these contests from radio station there are a lot of moving parts the nucleus of that is the artist feeling like they have to show up in a lot of cases the record uh, label 
it's sort of out of control. If your artist has that kind of attitude, it's hard. And they were just as embarrassed by it. But if this happens again in the future, we will make it up to you guys. The record company will make it up to the listeners the same way they did when Ice Spice didn't show up. All right. You feel better? I think, feel I, better? Can, I, think I can move on. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> it is the Burt Show. You're on the Burt Show.